Yes, I'm Skagli Obrad Heldberg, and it is time for Pennywise. Wes, Juna, good morning. Good morning, guys. Morning. How are you this morning? Very good, and you? Very well, rested out. It's Monday morning and ready for this week. But you know what? There's lots happening in the news, and we're going to discuss some of the topical issues that is in the news recently. And uh, maybe we should touch on Bitcoin. Yeah. Because Bitcoin seems to be in the news daily. So can you give us a breakdown of the latest trending news on Bitcoin? Yeah, so... Bitcoin is always such an interesting one. The Bitcoin faithful, they have been a bit quieter in the month of May as the price, it fell as much as 50% from its April high. And mm. I, was, I read such an interesting article. It was saying that Bitcoin lost 50% of its value in the space of a month. And then in the last day of the month, in the space of four hours, it made up 35% of its value. <laughs> so all of that to say the price is extremely volatile. And even with the price dropping from April, I think month for in the in the last month it's about thirty to thirty to forty percent down. It's still mm-hmm. if you had bought in January, you've still doubled your money. So um, I think a Goodness. great perspective to have on it is that if you want to invest in it, you're speculating at this point in time, and speculating mm-hmm. means you're taking the gamble or that there's a high degree of risk. Mm-hmm. So if you have to Google Bitcoin headlines currently, you, you may get many of the below themes. So one of the headlines was, I made a million dollars in Bitcoin and mm-hmm. then lost it again. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, Bitcoin, is it a bull or is it a bear market? And even it was about three weeks ago on Carte Blanche, they did such an interesting expose on it. Yeah. And there was a story about an 18-year-old school kid who, together with a bunch of friends, I don't know how many they were, mm-hmm. but they pulled together uh, about 28,000 rand yep. and they invested in Bitcoin. And at one stage, it got to 82,000. <laughs> and Derek Watts said to them, so, and how much did you make? And they said, no, they kept it and they've lost it all. Oh, so you have to accept that it's a gamble with the extreme volatility and something as simple as a tweet from Elon Musk can change the value of Bitcoin. So initially, Tesla said that they were going to invest in Bitcoin. They bought a whole bunch of Bitcoin. They were going to accept payments for their cars in Bitcoin. And the price shot up. And about a month later, Elon Musk had some concerns around the environmental impact. Because mining for Bitcoin is very harsh on the environment, the amount mm-hmm. of computing power and electricity and that the servers take. And so he said that they were no longer going to be accepting Bitcoin. And then the price shot down. So every time Elon tweets, the value <laughs> of this thing changes. Yeah. Um, and more recently, SARS has made the headlines with the fact that they've been reaching out to crypto exchanges. So if you've got any uh, Bitcoin and you've been using Altcoin or Luno or VALR, SARS is now getting information of account holders. And they've recently also gone on a massive recruitment and technology drive. So you can be assured that they are as interested in your Bitcoin as you are. And not just SARS, this is a global revenue authority trend. So it's quite difficult for me to understand where people are coming from when they talk about long-term prospects of Bitcoin because Mm. I just think that no one really knows. There's definite concerns around the environmental impact that it has. There's tax clampdowns happening everywhere. So all in all, if you don't have time to go to the casino, you can get the same thrill and risk reward (laughs) benefits with some Bitcoin. (laughs) All right. Okay. Okay. Something else that's also been in the news recently is the strength of the RAND, which I think is amazing right now. And um, that's definitely some positive news. Now, currently it's under 14 RAND to the dollar. So um, you might also, you maybe give that some insight. And can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So the reason the RAND 
is doing so well at present, it's mostly because of the fact that as the world went into lockdown, many of the developed nations and our nation, we started pumping money into the economy to try and stimulate spending and growth. And one way to do this is to lower interest rates. So we saw this happen in South Africa. The repo rate went down 3%. um, But we still actually have a positive interest rate. Our interest rate is at, you know, between 3% and prime at 5%. Um, Mm -hmm. But in Europe and America, the prime lending rate is close to zero. And in some places, it's even negative, which means you pay the bank to keep your money there. So this forces people to spend their money and drive growth, but it doesn't help people that are wanting to invest. So investors in America, they've got a choice. They can put their money in the bank and, and they can earn next to nothing, like less than less than half a percent. Mm. Or they can potentially come to South Africa, put their money in the bank, the same risk, and they can get four to five percent. Or if they invest in government bonds, they can get maybe between seven and eight percent. So there's a large inflow of foreign investment, and, and that's what the media, you might have heard it, they say this is the search for yield. What that really means, it's investors in often low interest rate developed countries looking for higher interest rates in often emerging markets like South mm-hmm. Africa. And we've been a big recipient of this, and as the money comes in, the RAND starts to strengthen. But I just want to link this into when we spoke about offshore endowments. Yes. And typically... We don't see swings in the RAND to the strong side like we're seeing now. So before COVID, the RAND was at close to 15 to the dollar. Now everyone is going crazy. The RAND's at 13.50. It might reach 13.50. That's only one RAND 50. That's a 10% strengthening, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. But that doesn't happen very often. But it very easily goes the other way. Mm -hmm. Last year, the RAND was at 19 to the dollar. (laughs) So from 15 to 19, that's a 25% weakening. So I would say that your risk, you always want to protect against when the RAND weakens. And now with the dollar, with the RAND being so strong against the dollar, it's actually a great time to invest into your offshore endowments for future um, protection if the RAND had to go had to go back out into back weakness. up again, yes. Okay, so let's talk about more things in the news. COVID vaccine. Now, obviously, that's also in the news currently. Uh, we we passed the 1 million vaccination mark. mark. Um, what is the view of how this will affect growth, first of all, and particularly with the tourism opening up again? So yeah, uh, yeah. How so will that affect it? The, the, I see that the UK, they've vaccinated around 39 million people already. Mm. And the balance of their population, they said it's around 21 million that they want to vaccinate. And they're hoping to do that by the end of July. So with the UK being one of our main tourism trading partners, this is good for us. Um, obviously, it'll allow the relaxation of some of the restrictions. And as other countries ramp up their vaccination numbers, it'll allow the global economy to open up further. And really, I actually saw that some of the growth forecasts coming out of the European Union for their nations are showing higher numbers. So they're starting to project some growth Um But uh, two points that I thought were quite interesting to note here is that actually the main concern at the moment from the World Health Organization is around immunization inequality. So we've got these wealthy nations that vaccinating their entire population, including children, Mm -hmm. which is amazing for them. But then we've got poorer nations that haven't even been able to vaccinate the older and most at-risk population. And so the World Health Organization has been calling on the US, the UK, and these wealthier nations to donate their extra doses to these more needy nations. Mm. Because we'll never get back to kind of a global economy until 
all the countries are, yeah. are in the same terms. Um, and secondly, just as exciting as the euphoria is with vaccinations reaching us in South Africa, the general feeling is that the process is probably going to take much longer than what our government is communicating. So for those of us that are hoping to get back to our old normal by the end of 2021, I would just caution that it's probably quite likely that the restrictions are only going to be significantly eased closer to the end of quarter one of 2022. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, anything else that's happening in the news? Yeah, I, I thought it was worth uh, noting that Lucia took a victory in the red corner versus blue corner <laughs> song challenge. <laughs> definitely newsworthy. That doesn't happen everywhere. <laughs> that was definitely, yes. So the red corner is still standing strong, but tomorrow is Tuesday. Don't worry, I'm coming back. Wes, thanks a lot for just uh, telling us more what's happening in the world of finance and just giving us that insight. Next week, we are going to look at retirement savings again and what one can can do if you are a, a bit behind with that with the savings yep. Yep. so uh, but in the meantime if you want anything if you have questions if you need some financial advice obviously he is the guy to contact Wesley you can contact him at Wesley at multitrust.net otherwise you can go to our Facebook page we have all the details there of Wes Junior thanks a lot Great. thanks guys till next week bye. cheers bye